This is Quack Attack with Judah Newby, presented by First Call Heating and Cooling on your home of the Oregon Ducks, 1029 and 750 the game. Richard shakes loose, takes a three switch. At the buzzer, Peyton Pritchard makes it 37 to 28. Might not have been exactly how Oregon drew it up, but Pritchard shook loose and got himself a three. A season ago as a freshman, the West Lynn native Peyton Pritchard averaged about seven points a game for this Oregon basketball squad. And now he's averaging over 15 points a game as he's taking a leading a leadership role as a true sophomore and the starting point guard. We're going to talk about Peyton's development from year one to year two and a whole lot more. Welcome back to the Quack Attack, the first edition of the college basketball season here on 102.9750 The Game. I'm Judah Newby. Chris Partey is behind the board. And right now we're going to go out to the phones and be joined by the man who covers the beat for all things Oregon athletics for the Oregonian and Oregon Live. He is Tyson Alger. Tyson, good to talk to you, man. How are you? Hey, I'm good, man. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, too. Did you get to do anything exciting? Nothing. Just I uh, just sat here and waited for this civil war to happen. So uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> well, it's certainly an intense matchup. So uh, waiting around, yeah. you know, and it just adds <laughs> to the drama right now. Let's start with the Ducks. Um, you know, this being the first quack attack basketball edition of the season and Oregon entering into the 2018 calendar part of their season. How would you characterize it so far for the Ducks under Dana Altman with an 11 and four overall record and one and one in the Pac-12? Yeah, that. I mean, if someone were to just look at that record of 11 and four, I think a lot of people would would read that as being uh, kind of optimistic about how the season's been. But it, it's definitely had its ups and downs. Um, I, you know, I, I think people, uh, um, and probably including myself, got a little. Uh, a little too into kind of the hype of some of these freshmen coming in like Troy Brown and Kenny Wooten and so on and uh, that, that's not to say they haven't played well it's just it's really hard to replace three NBA players from a team that played in the final four last year I, I think the Ducks are going through some growing pains uh, they struggled through the PK80 tournament uh, they had a nice rebound to close out uh, the non-conference season but um, you know, you can look at that, their game against Utah last week in which they led by eight at the half and then ended up losing uh, pretty handedly uh, to the Utes is kind of an example of how this team has played this year. At times they look very, very good, and at other times they just uh, are definitely displaying their youth on the court, and that's, that's kind of where Oregon stands right now is uh, talent-wise. I, I still think they're uh, a, a very good, uh, a very talented team. It's just uh, they're definitely going through some growing pains right now, and, and you've seen that in the losses to uh, some teams that uh, are, are going to make it tough for Oregon uh, to get to the NCAA tournament if they don't start uh, playing well here uh, in Pac-12 play. You alluded to so much personnel turnover from a season ago to this year's team. How has Dana Altman gone about kind of handling and managing this roster with so many new faces? You know, that, that's that's the tough thing for them because right now Peyton Pritchard is the most experienced player on the team within Altman's offense, but uh, other than that, it, it's all new faces. You know, the other returners like Keith Smith and Roman Sorkin, they've played a, a bit this year, but they're not key pieces in this lineup. So at, at times, you know, if Pritchard's on the bench, you got five guys playing with each other that had never played a minute with each other before the year. Before the year. So uh, that's been kind of uh, the struggle for Altman and in, in, in implementing his systems, getting everyone on the same page defensively. Um, it, it really reminds me of uh, the 2014-15 season when Dylan Brooks and Jordan Bell were freshmen, and there were so many new pieces on that team led by Joseph Young. 
uh, they ended up making the tournament and really kind of riding the back of Young that season. And, and that's the one thing we quite, quite haven't seen with this Oregon team right now is um, as, as they are learning how to play with each other and going through all, all these kind of learning uh, phases, they don't really have that one player that's taking over games like the Ducks have in the past. And so that's, uh, I really think that's kind of what Oregon's uh, missing right now as, as they kind of learn to play together. Tyson Elgin. Tyson Alger of the Oregonian and Oregon Live joining us here on 102.9750 The Game. If we're talking best and worst moments so far of the Duck season, and, you know, I'm a fatalist, so let's start with the worst moments so far of the uh, of the Duck season. That includes four losses. What comes to mind for you? You know, I think that Utah game uh, just, uh, just last week, um, to that point, the, the Ducks had recovered pretty nicely from the PK-80 tournament. Uh, that, that that was a pretty disappointing tournament, but if you go back and look at it, one of those losses to Oklahoma, at the time Oklahoma wasn't ranked, but now they're one of the hottest teams in college basketball with arguably the best player in college basketball in Trey Young, and, and definitely contended. And so that doesn't look as bad. So they, they rebounded, I think they oh, and then come into their Pac-12 opener against a Utah team that isn't as good as some of the Utah teams that we've seen in the past but still a, a top 100 opponent. I think they were number 60 in RPI, which is a, a win that Oregon didn't have at the time. Um, and they come out uh, firing in the first half. They're up by eight at the break, and then they lost the lead in the first 90 seconds of the second half. It was They were outscored by 18 points in the second. Uh, they, they just looked lost offensively, which is something that was really surprising to Altman because he expects them to – uh, struggle on defense as, as they're learning to play together there. But all these kids are talented scorers, and uh, uh, that was just kind of the, I think, the, the worst part of the season so far where you had kind of failures on both ends of the court. And, um, you know, that, that turned a, a weekend series and against Utah and Colorado in which Oregon was, in my opinion, better than both of those teams and turned it into a split. And right now Oregon can't really afford to split against teams that uh, uh, they should beat. Let's flip it around and talk about best moments so far of the young season. They do have 11 wins. What is the best that Oregon has looked to you at this point? You know, I actually, and, and this is something that I would have called myself crazy at the start of the season for saying, but the, for them being able to handle Portland State uh, the way they did, uh, I'm, it, you know, it wasn't a blowout, but they were in control most of that game. Portland State's been a very good team this year. They, they've played a lot of teams, a lot of really good teams, tough. Uh, um, and uh, it's just I, I think that could have been a game that Oregon could have lost, and, and they were able to win that. And if you go through their, their wins, like there aren't a ton of impressive wins that are going to necessarily show up in March when uh, the committee is, is looking between resumes, but I will give Oregon credit. They have won a lot of close games, and I do think that is something that's tough for young teams to do is, is to be able to have a lead there and, and hold on to it late in games. So, um, you know, not a whole lot of impressive wins so far, but I, I like I like that win over Portland State. Looking at some individual players on this year's team, the transition that Peyton Pritchard has made from impact freshman point guard on a Final Four team to sophomore leader, you know, can we qualify a sophomore as a leader given his role on this team? What have you made from year one to year two for Peyton Pritchard? Yeah, there's, there's certainly a lot of pressure on him. Uh, last year, if, if, if Peyton Pritchard were to go off for 15 points last year, that's completely gravy for that team. And, and he was able to uh, you know, kind of pick his spots last year. Um, a lot of times he was left wide open, and, and he showed a, a tendency of making big shots. He had a really, that really big shot in the UCLA win that uh, helped set up the Dylan Brooks game winner. So 
Uh, last year, Pritchard played an important part of the, on the team, but he didn't play the most important part. And so this season, uh, you know, he kind of has to be that guy that you know goes out and fills up for 15 points plus a night. But uh, a lot of teams are keying in on him. Uh, I, I think you know he and the rest of the team are still getting used to. Um, you know, picking picking spots for him to when he's either going to shoot or drive. At, at times, uh, his shots been off, but uh, there have been a couple games this year where he's he's absolutely gone off, and he's a he's a very talented player. Um, but they just need to be able to get that consistency out of him that you kind of saw last year and the years prior with like a Dylan Brooks type. Because uh, right now Pritchard is kind of Oregon's Dylan Brooks, and uh, uh, right now they uh, they certainly need him and everyone else to be better. Oregon had impeccable rim protection a season ago with Jordan Bell and Chris Boucher when Boucher was healthy. This year, that really was a question on the roster. What has the emergence of Kenny Wooten been like in the middle for this Duck defense? He really seems to be making an impact. Oh, that's that's absolutely huge for Oregon. Uh, last year, you lose Jordan Bell and Chris Boucher, and two of the best shot blockers in school history. Um, and I know they were really high on Wooten coming, uh, coming out of his recruiting class, but uh, right now he's on pace to break. Bells. Uh, I think he's on pace to break the season, the single season box record. He, he's been fantastic. He's he's a, a similar build to Bell. He's six foot nine, um, kind of plays a similar offensive game too. But boy, he is so long uh, with his arms and his legs, and he can jump out of the gym. Uh, he he's a very very talented player, and I, I believe over the last six games he's had three or more blocks in every single game. Uh, he's leading the Pac-12. He would be leading the Pac-12 in shooting efficiency if he was if he got more shots. But right now he's under the minimum for that, and that's something that I really think that you'll see over the coming weeks and maybe months in his development is Oregon giving him the ball a little bit more because uh, while his offensive game isn't as refined as it is on defense, uh, it's it's really hard to guard a six foot nine guy who's that long who is that athletic. I, I think he's so far has been the MVP of the team so this season. Tyson Alger's with us here on the Quack Attack. Uh, Troy Brown Jr., you know, the expectation was one and done for him, impact or instant impact as a freshman. Um, what have you made of his game so far? What do you what do you see in his skill set and has anything been holding him back from reaching his full potential or early in his duck career? You know, we, we've certainly seen flashes with him. Uh, just in the game against Colorado uh, on uh, Sunday, there, he had this little crossover from the perimeter uh, where he, he was able to get by his defenders, and he came in for a layup, and it was a reverse layup, and it was it was just the play that, as you're watching it, you go, oh boy, a whole not a whole lot of players in this conference can make that play. But the thing with Brown is those plays have been relatively few and far between. I don't know if it's just him finding comfort in the offense or learning when to pick his spots or, or just when to take over, but. Um, I don't think he's played like a one-and-done player quite yet. Um, his, his shot could definitely get better. Um, he, he's, he's very athletic. He plays good defense. Uh, I, I really like the vision he shows on the court. He's a good passer. But uh, as of right now, you know, if, if he's going to be a one-and-done guy, you're going to need to see him kind of uh, um, you know, perform above average to great basketball on a regular basis. And maybe we're getting that once every couple of games now. Do keep in mind he did miss a couple of games with a concussion uh, that he suffered in that Oklahoma game. He missed the Boise State game um, with with that concussion. So he's he's still coming along. He's uh, I, I would be concerned about him if I'm uh, an Oregon fan. He's he's very very talented. He's a really nice kid too. Um, so I think he'll get there. But uh, you know if if he doesn't end up being a one and done, this all kind of sets up for a pretty daunting looking team next year with the recruiting class they do have coming in.
you know, Tyson, if we expand the picture uh, a little bit bigger and take a look at these uh, NCAA bylaw infractions that the Ducks as a athletic department initially self-reported and specifically for the men's basketball program, um, they committed a couple infractions as well. And the NCAA qualified these as level two infractions on the four level scale. And I know Oregon wants to fight these infractions, uh, at least the degree that they've been qualified. Um, does Oregon have a case to be made here in saying, hey, these aren't significant infractions that we made? And what do we make of these? Is this just lack of attention to detail a couple of times, or is there something more there? Yeah, I, I, th- I think the punishment makes it sound a lot more sinister than it really was. Uh, essentially, uh, the Ducks, I, I mean, it, it's more nuanced than this, but it came down to them having... Uh, an athletic uh, staffer uh, on court during practices and workouts that wasn't supposed to be there. Um, but, I mean, if, if you want to look at the level of infraction they got, they got the same thing thrown at them that North Carolina did for their whole academic thing. And, I, um, you know, I don't really have time to go into the whole UNC thing, but I don't think that's <laughs> apples to apples. App, I don't think that's apples to apples right there. And the fact that um, it was self-reported by Oregon. I know they were pretty darn surprised that at the level of punishment that the NCAA threw at them. So I expect that to be, I don't, I'm not sure what the timeline for this sort of thing is, but I know Oregon really wants to fight it. And, uh, um, I kind of asked Dana Altman if he was surprised at, uh, uh, the level of punishment that the, they were levied and, you know, he, he gave kind of a politically correct answer, but I think they're all a little miffed at, uh, uh, what happened there, especially considering that everything that happened was uh, self-reported. So, um, but at the end of the day, I, I think it will ultimately be whatever they decide. I think it will be a slap on the wrist. And I mean, these aren't um, violations that I think would, uh, you know, cut scholarships or be any sort of like postseason ban or anything. So I don't think Oregon fans have to worry about that. Couple last things for you, Tyson. I know you've got to vote for the AP Top 25. When you look at what the uh, Pac-12 has produced so far as a conference. Uh, UCLA and Utah currently at the top with 2-0 and records, but Arizona State got off to that blistering start, top five ranking. Arizona had that kind of odd start to their season, currently 17th in the country. Uh, what do you kind of make of the Pac-12 landscape as the calendar turns? Uh, here, Arizona State are both really good. Um, I, I think they're as good as their rankings have warranted. I think Arizona State got up to number three, and Arizona has recovered since uh, their uh, – uh, Thanksgiving tournament uh, kind of debacle there. So I think those two teams are very good. After that, the Pac-12 has had a really bad first three months of the schedule. I mean, USC was a team that was supposed to be really good, and they've struggled. Um, I think, uh, you know, if you look at, like, kind of the Utahs, Oregons, um, Cal, UCLA's, those, I think they're all kind of just mishmash middle-of-the-road teams right now. So uh, I do think Arizona and Arizona State are really good. After that, I think it's kind of anybody's guess for how, how the rest of the conference there is going to pan out over the next couple of months. Finally, you look at Friday night's matchup with the Beavers. What kind of stands out to you about Ducks and Beavers getting together right now? Uh, right now, the one thing that stands out is this is a game that actually means a lot for both of these programs. Uh, you know, for the last couple of years, Oregon's been just expected to blow out the Beavers, and Oregon State hasn't had much to play for it. But them getting that win over Colorado, I, I think, is really great. Especially, you know, with all the injuries and kind of the, uh, negative momentum they had a year ago, you know, they have an opportunity here to, uh, you know, start out conference play uh, right. And for Oregon, I mean, this is this is as must-win of a game as it comes for a team here in early January, and it's just kind of unexpected that it's uh, against an Oregon State team that Oregon's had its number for the last few years. 
He's Tyson Alger of the Oregonian and Oregon Live. Follow him on Twitter at Tyson Alger. And he doesn't have a ton of things in common with Damian Lillard of the Trailblazers, but what they do have in common, they're both wheelchair advocates. Uh, I saw that on Twitter, Tyson. Will Cherry to the NBA. <laughs> He'll make it happen. The proud Montana alumnus, Tyson Alger. Tyson, thanks for uh, taking the time. Appreciate it. Hey, thanks a lot, Judah.